Our guest today on Commerce Career Podcast is entrepreneur, coach, consultant, and author, Karen Kaur. Founder of a virtual business consultancy, V-Engage, Karen specializes in advising businesses and communications leaders on digital to virtual transformations. From virtual reality to beyond and the metaverse. As a portfolio careerist based in Sydney, she's also an excellent coach on career transitions. Karen combines with this 20 years communications and marketing experience working for global financial institutions, including Barclays, BMY Mellon, and Society General. She is also co-founder of the APAC-D, the Asia-Pacific Association of Communications Directors. Sustainable Communications Programme, launched in 2020, bringing together next-gen and experienced communicators to support not-for-profit organisations with their communications strategy. Oh, and she's the author of a book as well, Employee Engagement Book Press for in- to Engage. So where do we even begin to unpack her immense comms career insights and career advice? Well, let's dive in and listen, shall we? Thank you so much for coming back and listening to this episode of the Comms Careers Podcast. I shall let Lisa do the introductions. Um, obviously, you know by now that I'm Joe Hall, one of your hosts, but I'll let Lisa do the introductions because she knows our guest very well. Yes, thank you very much, Joe. I'm Lisa McMillan, um, and we welcome today Karen Thor all the way from Australia. So it's her evening and our morning. So thank you very much, Karen, for taking the time. Um, Karen has got an exceptional career spanning 20 years across Asia Pacific. Um, amazing, amazing career. So. Karen, could you, we'd like to sort of introduce you, but maybe we can just sort of go over to you and let you introduce yourself a little bit. Great. Well, thank you for having me, Lisa and Joe. It's great to be on. Um, so uh, I guess good morning, good evening to everyone, really. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, good day from Sydney, I guess. Um, I've actually spent my probably 20 plus years um, in communications, but uh, funnily enough, I actually have a economics degree and started in banking uh, when I graduated. So it was uh, frontline banking and foreign currency trading. And then I decided that was something that wasn't for me. Um, And I decided to uh, uh, kind of uh, skip out and leap forward and see what's out there. So I joined one of the early disruptors of the industry in the finance industry, which is online stockbroking. Back in the days when uh, traditional stockbroking was the main goal, uh, online stockbroking was really considered a disruptor. And that was uh, Comsec, which is the stockbroking online stockbroking arm of Canada Bank. Yeah, so that one was quite interesting. I started off uh, new, uh, fresh, but a uh, few months into the role, there was an opening in communications. Uh, and the reason why that attracted me to apply, to, to apply for it was because uh, I happen to have picked out a book, you know, called uh, Going Public by Kay Chung, which is all about communication strategy in the public sector. And I uh, got very curious about this uh, area. And when the uh, role came about, guess what? I took it. And <laughs> there it was since then. I was turning his mutations. Um, so, yeah, as Lisa mentioned, I, I've actually spent some time in Australia working for two of the major banks. Uh, and then took a sea change and went to uh, Hong Kong. Uh, and That's where we met. Went all over again. 
Yeah, that's and why. That's where we met. And I think uh, about probably eight up. years ago. Eight years ago, was it? We met in Cold Yeah. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Definitely. Time goes goes really fast in Hong Kong, right? I'm just picturing the rooftop bars. I'm picturing the rooftop bars, Karen. We need a good, a good evening. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's been phenomenal. I spent about 14 years in Hong Kong. It was meant to be one or two years. Um, but I uh, also, uh, you know, basically took on a lot of uh, new experiences while I was there. You know, moving uh, from financial services into professional services. Uh, and then back into financial services, uh, working for um, uh, Société Générale in the French banks, uh, uh, BMI Mellon, U.S. Bank, and then Barclays in the U.K. Bank. So it's been quite interesting. Um, and about three years ago, uh, pre-COVID, actually, you know, just before COVID, uh, I moved back to Sydney um, to for family reasons and started my own company. So I'm actually now a... Uh, managing consultant uh, and the founder of V-Engage, which is a virtual uh, business uh, consultancy. Uh, also managed to credit myself as a coach uh, and semi-entrepreneur as well at the moment. And you would have been time. That's right. <laughs> Lisa knows me best. Yeah. Love oh, second. Can... Yeah. <laughs> you never stop. You never stop. That's right. So, Karen, you, I'm just fascinated because you've packed so much into just a few minutes to basically highlight some career points across what is 20 years. So, you know, that will not do it the you know justice it deserves at all. But I'm intrigued in terms of, you know, the fact that a book influenced you, you know, to move from economics into communications. And I think it's really interesting how... Actually, we think that just because, because I've I had this experience personally, how just because you're qualified or you've got experience in a certain area, you think that that's actually where you should stay yeah. or that's that's obviously in your comfort zone. And I'm intrigued to know a little bit more about, you know, when you've moved from, you know, obviously economics into comms and then obviously into different roles as you've, you know, because you've had some really senior and global positions as well, but then jumping into the, into the entrepreneurial world, each of those changes requires you to step massively out of your comfort zone. So what, you know, could you give our listeners some tips about, you know, how we approach that transition and, you know, what would be some lessons that you've learned? Hmm. Wow, that's a, that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think, uh, I think there is an element of risk to it um but then i guess you know this is where it comes back to my background uh, i guess you know whilst i didn't practice as, as an economist uh but i learned something from there which is uh you know finance from the finance background which is the risk versus return right so I, if you don't take risks, you won't get yeah. the return right yeah so i think everything comes with that um and i think sometimes uh you know opportunities really are there but it's really up to us in terms of what we want to take. Uh, and nothing comes with no risk. I mean, if it comes with no risk, there's no risk. Right. So I think that's, that's basically how, what I've actually taken away from my background, early background in finance, which is always to weigh out the risk and return. Um, and then, you know, whichever path actually gives you where you want to go, then take that uh, because nothing's certain, right? Um, and I guess I've been lucky that, you know, each time I've taken it, uh, you know, 
I've, I've discovered new things. I've, I've learned new things. Like even when I was shifting from um, financial services to professional services, which is a law firm, uh, completely new. And I also switched uh, locations from Sydney to Hong Kong. Huge change. Completely new. God. Yeah. Wow. So that was, honestly, that was scary. But um, would I consider that as a, a, a career low? No, because what I learned from that experience really helped me in my entrepreneurial aspect now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because, okay. yeah, in, in law firms, uh, basically the people in marketing communications are really the staff that actually get the closest to the client. So I learned a lot of um, pitching um, skills, R&P skills, uh, business development skills, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, professional development skills, and all in all is actually communication skills, right? So that kind of helped me a lot in my later career. And up until now, I'm still actually reaping the benefits of that. Fantastic. Fantastic. And when you, were, when you first moved to Hong Kong and sort of got involved with the, with the um, couple of things I want to talk about there, I mean, one of the things, where, one of the places we met was the APAC-D, um, which is the, oh goodness, I always get this, Association of Communications Directors. Um, but that was something that you were heavily involved in, wasn't it? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because that was something that you really in, enjoyed doing and I think we're very well known in, in, in the Across Asia Pack for doing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thanks for asking that. Um, yeah, it's the Asia Pacific um, Association of Communication Directors. And it was a B. That's right. Um, I, I'm glad it happened, right? Otherwise, you know, we wouldn't have so many opportunities to collaborate. Um, so basically it is a association that was developed by, uh, founded by communicators for communicators. Yeah. So, um, I had the pleasure to, uh, work alongside some very professional, uh, and highly experienced communicators to run the Hong Kong chapter back then. Um, and I'm still involved with it because, yeah. uh, about <laughs> three years ago, I don't know why I did this, but, uh, we did it, uh, just before I left, uh, Hong Kong. For Sydney, I, I uh, co-founded a program, which is to bring together emerging and experienced communicators uh, to formulate a virtual team to support local NGOs with their communications needs. And that's like a four to five month program. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And the purpose of that was really, um, we felt there was um, a few gaps that needed to be filled. One is that uh, from the NGO space or charity, charity space, uh, we know, we heard a lot about lawyers planting trees, doing pro bono work, but when it comes to communications, do we do that? <laughs> right? So why not? I guess that was one. The other was um, mainly because uh, as I was actually going through my career, getting more into the management roles, uh, I found that there was a, a, a very obvious gap between, uh, in the middle. So you have a lot of communicators in the front end early careers, junior roles, and then you have very senior communicators, but we always struggle to actually find very talented, like experienced people in the middle. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we want to groom them early. Uh, and we also want to, uh, allow, uh, the, the early part communicators, which is the ones who haven't graduated yet, like journalism and communications to actually really experience like, uh, working with a client, like real life experience. It's like, wow. you do not have to wait until you graduate. Right. You can do it now. Um, and I think one of the best thing about the program is that, uh, it's been actually running for since 2020 now, and we've got about 130 plus, uh, in Hong Kong. 
a lot. Amazing. Yeah, and it's, it's also branched out in Singapore as well, uh, working at um, you know, all the universities that we know pretty much. Uh, and we're up to about 11 NGOs in Hong Kong. So wow. I think the most, most um, fulfilling part of this program is that uh, there's so much more we can do for NGOs. Uh, and what I constantly hear from the actual students is that, um, you know, they never thought about joining an NGO after graduating, like doing communications for an NGO after graduating. And I go, wow, that's amazing. That's exactly what we want. Earlier, you need to have, you need to keep your options open. You know, it's not like, you know, when you retire, you join an NGO. It's like, why not start now? Yeah. So the good news is a lot of these students end up uh, working for the NGOs or some of the actual mentors companies, like the organizations that they work for, get, uh, end up recruiting them back. So which is exactly what we want, which is creating the virtuous cycle. So I think you raise a really interesting point because underlying all that amazing chat, Karen, is as I've taken away, is the power of networking and getting involved in professional networks. You know, I'm I'm personally heavily involved with the Institute of Internal Communications here in the UK, but I mean, they they provide services internationally as well. But I think, you know, there's there's a great, great learning from your experience and probably all of ours in terms of, you know, when you're first at entry level, there's a lot of opportunities for support with mentoring, coaching courses, you know, career prospects, you know, all of that. But also as you kind of move up the ladder and you've got more experience it's an opportunity to really give back too but I think on a very personal level I've made some amazing friends and you know clearly you and Lisa are a good friend yes. as well because yeah. purely because of the networking so it isn't just about looking at networking from a professional perspective it's very personal too isn't it that's absolutely yeah. right you know I mean Lisa and I are so many hours away and we're still in touch yeah you know right yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're it feels like we're in the same room sometimes when we catch up. It's brilliant. But, um, yeah, I mean, we, we got to know each other through the APAC-D and then through, obviously, free work and, and through different things. But, um, yeah, no, we, we stayed in touch and stayed friends. So, it's um, yeah, I think networking is key. And I think even as you get up through the, you know, higher up into your career, I think just to keep that networking up is really important. Um, obviously, it was difficult during, well, impossible during the COVID times, but... I think, you know, that's something that we really need to keep doing. It's really important. Yeah. 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 And I think that's a really important point, especially for uh, communicators uh, in, the, in the kind of more senior level. Um, the amount of times that I hear communicators tell me that, oh, they're too busy to network. I was going to say exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. 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 I would be rich for every dollar they pay me, right? But um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. And, and, and also the amount of times that I have people who are, you know, unfortunately, you know, out of the job, uh, wanting to get back into the job, said, I need to network now. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you I, need to network yeah. always. <laughs> I'd always, get that. yeah, I always yeah. give that advice to people because it's just, you, you know, and you, 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 what, the minute that they, they've not they've lost their job or in that situation, they realize that, as you say, they should have started networking, yeah, a long time ago, all the time. Completely. Right. And I suppose it's one of those things, you know, the three of us run our own businesses and I would see that as your own personal business development. You know, you are your own brand, you are your own yeah. business, actually. 
And what can you do to profile, to network, to learn, to grow, to get the support mechanisms as if you were an entrepreneur, as if you were on your own? And I think sometimes we can get almost caught up in the doing, you know, especially as you get, you know, I would say all levels, you know, regardless of busy, communicators are always busy, you know, but it's about carving out some time for you and your professional development and personal development um, to do that. You know, and when you let it slip, that's often the times when actually you think, damn, I really should have kept those networks and something happens. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And I think that a lot of people mistake in um, networking as kind of, you know, just having drinks and, you know, having a good time and, and also like being uh, very targeted as in I need something, therefore I network with yes. this person. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's yeah. not it. It's about the relationships, right? It's about the community, right? In the new new sense of the words now. Um, and I think the other thing that um, like more, probably more, more the senior communicators that sometimes they overlook is that their role is actually to be the trusted advisor for very senior people like yeah. CEO and so on, right? So mm-hmm. you're in a way the intelligence unit. So yeah, right? So yeah. if, if you're the intelligence unit and you spend all your time just in the office, right, doing lots of internal messaging, as in even if you deal with media, it's still your internal messaging and you're not collecting different um, intelligence from outside, right? How are you going to advise someone, right? How would you have that knowledge, you know? Yeah. And and I'm I'm saying this because now I've stepped out and and I can really see clearly that wow there's so much more outside of the world that I thought I knew so much about right you know and I'm still discovering every day like you know the startups the post revenue startups you know the NGOs and so forth in fact there's not the world out there and you know it's changing every second as we speak too right so I think it's it's something to to probably you know for communicators listening in is really to keep in mind that you know you need to. You don't have to do it all the time, but you need to keep, you know, out going out and coming back in, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, just to seek an external in view sometimes. One thing I know you're very, very passionate about is the uh, the digital and um, digitalization and communications and, and sort of the forward thinking. And, and it, yeah, that's something I'd like to definitely talk to you about, Karen, because I know that it, it's, yeah, it's, you're very passionate about this week. Often every, every conversation we do talk about this. So please, can we can we get some insights in uh, on what? Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for bringing it up. Um, I, I'm glad that we're talking now and not about like four years ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'd be quite different. Um, you know, as as Lisa would uh, would know, I've been talking about this for the longest time. But uh, I think it was pretty much one way for the longest time too. And uh, in the last 18 months, things have really changed. And I think the biggest change from a communication standpoint is that um, let's start with the, the most important fact, which is the average attention span of a human being. So let's guess what that is. Oh, seconds. I don't, I don't I was, know. I was going to say seconds. It's got to be, I bet it's really short, like five seconds, six Something like that? No. Lisa? Wow. Okay. Um, 10 seconds. I was going to say mm. five minutes, but I, I, I think I've got that wrong. <laughs> right. I think, I think Joe's pretty, pretty close to it. It is by, around five seconds. Uh, well, there's no like, you know, uh, straightforward ads, but it is around that give and take. Um, you know, it, that, that is kind of like even 
uh, shorter than a goldfish. So, yeah. oh, wow, sounds scary. Wow. Yeah, so, so imagine that, right? Communication is like we all have less than five seconds to get attention. And, and sometimes when we look back at all the things that we're doing, you know, it's definitely more than five seconds. So I think the, this is actually one of the biggest drivers of where um, I, I focus my time on now, which is the, the transition from digital to virtual. So we've been talking about digital transformation for the longest time. Uh, if you're, you're still talking about it, it's great. But if you only just talking about it and have done anything, well, you should start to panic now. <laughs> it is, it's not going away. <laughs> it will only get faster. Yeah. That is yeah. So the speed of change is so fast now, but is so exciting for Kinkoo that, that are like me, extremely been following this for the longest time because um, particularly in the virtual uh, sense, it's really developed a lot. And that's in a way because of um, the pandemic. So there was a lot of time uh, everyone's spending at home. There was a lot of time to incubate a lot of these virtual um, solutions, right? So I think... Uh, in the sense of, uh, you know, transitioning from digital to virtual, we really need to now take it seriously. And we're talking about not just, you know, the, the, the kind of immersive technology side, you know, how do you uh, uh, get your message across through virtual reality, augmented reality, mixed reality, and so forth. Uh, it's also the metaverse, you know, we're now getting into mm -hmm. the sense where it is real. It's not the meta metaverse, it's metaverse for you for the brand, right? Uh, there, is, there are two worlds working at the moment in tandem, right? The real world, as in the physical world we know that right now we're talking in, and then on the side, there's the virtual world where many people are working in as well, right? So I think we really, as communicators, we need to really broaden our scope in terms of, you know, looking at how do we message? How do we deliver our messages? How do we get our brand across? You know, how do we function in this? You know, just because uh, our rule book says, you know, we can't use it doesn't mean it doesn't exist, right? Because ultimately all our clients, our CEOs and so forth will always be dealing with people who are already using it and in it, right? And so I think this is the one of the biggest topics that really needs to be looked at. Um, and of course, adding to that, this year there has been the development in AI, uh, with ChatGPT and others, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and guess what the next, you know, continuum would be. Uh, so AI is a software, uh, you know, the other part in the hardware side is robotics. Um, so, you know, there is already, yeah, in fact, it's, it, everything's already possible, right? So uh, robotics now, because of leveraging AI, because they're leveraging the AI ChatGPT, for example, yeah, way smarter. So we've already seen one of the smartest robots out there, right? Like humanoids are talking about. So scary to me. So scary. <laughs> <laughs> but if, you, if, you were, if, if you're a communications director listening to this or at a or even a CEO or whoever it might be, but what advice? I mean, what, where, where could they, what training or what advice or how can we, how can we kind of move the communication forward how can we help them well not well, a, that, maybe not us three together but i didn't <laughs> but maybe there's more people more people that's right that's right but i think i think a starting point um you know in, is really to start with a clean sheet of paper and i think to your point um my uh traditionally we've always actually been strategizing based on what happened in the past so last year 
what worked, what didn't work, and then we modify like that, right? We now take, need to take a more future forward approach to Australia. Yeah. So what do we want to get at? What's our vision? What's, what's the end point, right? Yeah. And mm. then work backwards. So yeah. with that, to get to the end point, we've got to remove all the kind of structure and barriers and limitations. We're going to go like, you know, if everything's popular, anything's possible, you know, what does your business think like? Yeah. 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 And then you work out how do you get there? Because it's not about avoiding it anymore. It's not about, you know, saying, no, we don't do this or this doesn't, is not relevant to us. It's already there. We're already living it and using it. We probably are just not aware of it, uh, right? Trying, but we need to. I don't know. I know. I know. We, we are already using it. You know, behind everything, there's already uh, you know, versions of it, right? But then it's to build out. Okay, so there on, you know, if if this is what we want to go to, then what do we focus on? And then yeah, about the plan. Messaging point of view, same thing. Sorry about that, Joe. Um, messaging point of view is the same thing. It's just really to think about, you know, how do we uh, create content now? Because content through a virtual world is very different to content in this traditional world, mm. right? Mm. Yeah. And back to the point about the five seconds, if you go to virtual world, you really have five seconds to wow people. Wow. wow. So that, that sounds... And I know that that's not going to resonate or land very well with a lot of people because it's unsettling, mm. it's change, and it's something we don't know about. So I think, you know, I've, I'm working with a client at the moment and uh, they're doing a massive digital transformation because they're in the digital services space as well. So it's, you know, they're, they're going above and beyond what most organizations would naturally be doing. But I think for me, the takeaway from it is, is not to be scared. It's looking for the opportunities. And I think it's about educating yourself to then yeah. see actually what could we utilize? What could we bring into our organization? How can we make the work experience for our employees better? What could we integrate into the workplace? Mm-hmm. And I think it's about education. So it's not about going, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. I'm just going to put my head in the sand about it because it's clearly not going away. You're going to just be left behind if that's the case. So, you know, it's about upskilling. It's about being curious. It's about, you know, looking for the possibilities. And I think that way it feels, well, personally speaking, it feels more exciting, you know, because then it's, you're, you're still much more in the driving seat because actually you're educating yourself about the possibilities rather than just, you know, being in denial. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think what on. I, uh, sorry, yeah. go on. Yeah. No, 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 I think that's spot on. I think that's, that's perfect. I mean, I think people coming into the profession as well and people in the profession, it's about yeah, what you say, Joe, up, that upskilling, it needs to, you know, it does need to happen. I think if we are meet, meet to move forward. Um, and yeah. I think, you know, it's not just communicators, it's upskilling our employees. It's ups- definitely upskilling our leaders so that they can yeah. have conversations with their staff around AI, cybersecurity, you know, hyper automation, you know, all that kind of stuff. And and it's about, you know, how can we utilize data to the to our best advantage? Because there's so much data out there, but actually we've got the tools now that can really help us, you know, analyze the sentiment across the business, you know really understand our analytics at a deeper level, you know, to be able to position and, um, I suppose, 
message our 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 communications so that they land so much better you know there's there's so much power in in the use of the new technology and and ai etc that i think just it, we're crazy not to tap into it <laughs> yeah no i t- totally agree and i think also the thing about um most people are really focusing on the technology part when the technology messaging is you know, the possibilities are limitless now. So anything's mm. possible, right? Mm. So that's that part. Uh, instead of focusing on the skill set part, which is really yep. our biggest yep. issue right now, which is you're yeah, not exactly. ready. We're yeah. not ready, right? Yeah. To no. do this. No, no. <laughs> that's the thing. Most and I people think, definitely aren't. You know, and I don't think it's anything to be afraid of. It's a, it's a case of being aware what your gaps are and then, you know, actively upskilling yourself and looking for the opportunities to, to learn. But most people aren't there yet. So actually, if you do take that time, you're going to be ahead of the curve and actually feel more comfortable in that space going forwards much more quickly than than your competitors or, you know, your colleagues, for example. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So that's a great point. Actually, the other point, too, is uh, the generations, right? You know, we have obviously Generation Z coming into uh, the workforce now and the next generation, which is Generation Alpha, uh, because we start again. Uh, this next generation. Wow. They, wow. <laughs> remember, this generation's amazing, right? What do they start off with? They have everything. So they're already living this world that we think was unreal or not possible, you know, many years ago, right? But they're going to come out and they're going to expect that things will happen in five seconds, right? So well, less, probably. Not less. Yes. They were yesterday. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So we really, really need to think about that, you know, and, and, and again, not to be afraid, but as you said, be curious and be creative. Yeah. 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 No, that makes sense. Take, but tell us, tell us a bit about your journey sort of coming back from your amazing career in, in, in Asia and in Hong Kong and, and, and then moving back um, to, to start your own business. And, and tell us a little bit about that journey and how that was. Wow. Um, we're moving back into a different direction. We're taking it into a different direction. But we, we're going to have you, Karen, we're going to have you back because we're going to have a whole session. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're coming back. Oh, thank you. Um, you know what? I, I think that was one of the most amazing journeys, uh, okay. but also one of the most challenging journeys. Challenging, okay. challenging chapter out of my whole 20 plus years. Um, I think the, the learning curve was that was pretty much so steep that it went back it. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think uh, one of the things with that was obviously when, when I, uh, I left Hong Kong, um, I, I was last shopping at Barclays. Um, I, I came back and thinking I'll be taking a sabbatical, which didn't quite happen because of the lockdowns. Uh, in, in Australia, but then, um, you know, got introduced to my first client uh, here through connections, right? Early connections from my past life. Yeah, so, um, and that's how it all started. Uh, but as I went through the whole last three years working on my own business, but also advising others, including startups and, and uh, new businesses of, of different sorts, uh, I've, I would say I would completely encourage everyone to actually start their own business because 
right? I, I mean, yeah, would you agree. are preaching would those agree. and those already preached, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just amazing because, you know, you know, how many times that I've actually gone to management or leadership training where they go, you know, run your team as if you're running your own business. And I go, yeah, okay. And I go back and do the same thing, right? Now I know exactly what that means. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because that means you, on a weekly basis, uh, in fact, sometimes daily basis, you are not only the CEO, you're also the investor of your company. Uh, you are the CFO. Uh, you are yep. the uh, CMO, CCO, everything, everything. Yeah, business development, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. and you're doing Admin it well. You're always a client, yeah, <laughs> client management, you know, as mean, you're absolutely right, you know, everything. So, you know, you, you really need to be extremely organized to be able to do that. Um, and I think what is given me is that, you know, again, that point about like, you know, anything's possible for help, nothing's too hard. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I think, um, I'll probably, you know, go back to that point about personal branding, you know, yeah. now it's, you know, I've really, you know, had the chance to relook at how important that is in terms of what is my specialist. Or am I a generalist? You know, what is it? Where, where's my focus? Right? You know, all these things we don't think about when we are head of comps, right? They said we're head of comps. That's it. But actually, it's more than that. You know, there are so many pillars that you need to really think about. Um, and it's also given me that, uh, I guess, uh, hunger to chase for more. And I'm just absolutely curious. Um, in fact, you know, to the point about our, our profession development. Uh, because I'm running my own business and I'm advising others and co uh, as a consultant, um, I need to be ahead of the game. Completely. So, right? Yeah. So, which you all yeah, so been actually, Karen. You all have been. I, I just, I'm just remembering so. back. <laughs> I think you have. I was just remembering saying back in Hong Kong, and it was uh, something you did with virtual um, back in the day. It was like 2018, and it was something. I came into your offices. It was a financial services offices, and you done this home virtual campaign that had never been done before um and i just remember you i remember it vividly it was it was absolutely amazing um but that was that you know the long time ago so you've always been ahead of the curve for life yes yeah yeah no, well, i i i you know that that's what i enjoy most and i and i will completely encourage everyone to do that uh obviously not full time but you know parts of your life should be dedicated to that um but that also means that, you know, because, you know, I run my own business, I need to also be the practical one to go, you know, the CFO that goes, you know, sorry, this is not making money like before. <laughs> 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 which, is, which is always tough so then you're broken to yourself. Um, but, uh, yeah, but other than that, I think that you're right. But uh, th this is the other thing with the virtual um, reality aspect, which I think I see a lot of time is I've rolled out a virtual reality alternative reality app for the 230-year-old uh, bank uh, in 2018. Uh, that's 2018, which means most people don't even know about virtual reality at that time. Yeah, it was amazing, but, you know, it didn't probably get that far traction, you know, because it was just wasn't the time yet. Right. But if we were to roll it out now, it would have been quite different. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you just got to get curious and, and stay with it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, in a nutshell, I would really enjoy that. It's kind of, I would really continue to do this again and again. <laughs>
So I, I would love to weave in a final practical point that we can share with listeners from your perspective, Karen. And, you know, your your career has been so diverse and, you know, we've talked about personal branding and, you know, visibility and networks and all that. But what would be a real nugget that you would love to share with listeners to really enable them in their career development or maybe even get them to think differently about their careers? What would it be? Hmm. I think... Um... I would say to really look at yourself as a business, even if you're not in business. So especially for those who are actually working um, corporate jobs at the moment, uh, you know, in-house for another company uh, or NGOs and so forth, you know, just step back a little bit and look at yourself as a business. And uh, with communicators, we're very good with uh, working on communications plans and key messages for other people. But uh, not good in doing so themselves, right? So, so I think, you know, if I could, you know, send something out there to the world uh, today, it would definitely be please book in time to do, you know, some work for yourself. Well, because you know, you don't know it because I, I just think we live in such a agile world now that, you know, really the kind of one job forever doesn't quite, you know, gel. No. Uh, and don't have to. I, I live a pop forward career. I do. I have multiple careers, right? If I love it, and you know, I love to retain it as far as I can, right? And you know, we, we just need to be ready. Um, to, we, we, you know, when we need to be ready. And it also is a great exercise for you to really think about where your core strengths are. If you were to sell yourself as a business, yeah, what that look like, yeah. Right? Yeah, so opens some possibilities in terms of, and I know we were talking about this, you know, in the preamble before we hit the record button, but, mm. you know, thinking about the breadth of skills that we then have by doing that exercise, you will identify so many skills. And actually from, you know, if you to take that kind of more of a business angle approach on your own career, then naturally and broadening, you know, your, your knowledge, you know, into the, you know, the future world of work. That obviously then, in my mind, encompasses the financial aspects, the marketing aspects, you know, the chief people officer aspects. So, actually, do you want to do you want to talk to that point? Because I know you you, you were really mm. excited yeah. about you know the possibilities of future comms. Yeah, future of comms. Uh, I think you know after head of comms, where do you go next, right? Um, yeah. For those who are yeah. familiar with me in the industry, they would know that I've said this many times. I do predict that, you know, the, uh, the head of comms or the chief communications officer is the best, one of the best candidates to be the next CEO. Yeah. Uh, you know, because it is one of the jobs that is uh, one of the few jobs that runs across every single area in the company. Mm. Um, and, and what are we good at? Uh, one of the biggest skills that we uh, are trained to do is uh, complex problem solving on yeah. steroids. <laughs> right uh the many times that i've been asked to pull together you know a uh, reactive media statement in 10 seconds uh and then all running through a, a room where i was supposed to be presenting the strategy and then told i was actually you know we need to do something else uh something to happen yes <laughs> right and guess what we did yeah sure yeah we're for I mean, tell me who else can do that. <laughs> yeah. That's a really valid well, point. 
Let's see yeah. how long that that's gonna take. That uh, I, I'm I'm hopeful, and and I'm also here to help anyone who's gonna take on that challenge. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, okay. I think that sounds like a perfect place to end. Yeah. Global head of Thank comms. You. CEO. I cannot wait to see more of those positions happen. Yeah. It's got to. It's got to. Possibly. Well, thanks very thank you very 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 much indeed um it's amazing to see you as always and um yeah have a have a wonderful um evening <laughs> yes you're not starting your weekend ahead of us yeah <laughs> that's right yeah have, have a good day it is a good day ahead so um yeah you be ready for it thanks so much Lisa and Joe thank you for having me thank, thank you so much And to all our listeners, if you've enjoyed this episode, then please make sure that you subscribe or you follow us, because obviously we would love to ensure that you never miss the next episode. But also, if you know of someone else who would love to hear the golden nuggets of wisdom that we're sharing through this podcast, then please do share it with your your colleagues or your friends that are going to benefit too. So thank you, everyone. And we really hope you've enjoyed this really amazing conversation with Karen.